0: Yo, what's up? This is Aiden Taco Jones, and you are listening to the podcast that I do. <laughs> it's the fucking 30th of July, 2019. Who cares what my podcast is called? I don't even know anymore, man. This has been a journey of discovery. Uh, I'm in Edinburgh, and it's the fringe starts in two days. I'm so fucking excited. This week on the podcast, I got a conversation with me and Anna Barros, who's a Melbourne... but well, she's a Berlin comedian. She's from Melbourne, but she's... Whatever. We talk about the Berlin comedy scene. There's a great chat, but I've... I just want to talk about Edinburgh. I'm here. I got in on Friday. I did the weekend at the Monkey Barrel. Oh, my God. What a fucking weekend of gigs, dude. That Saturday night... I was like, that's one of the best shows I've done this year. And then the Sunday was just like another level, insane. Fuck, what a good show. All sold out. The fringes ha- like starting, so people are just buying tickets. Like, who even cares who's on the lineup or what the show is? People just want to see shows. And um, Liam Whitnall on Sunday destroyed. My God, did he destroy? As MC. Rick Molland on the Friday and Saturday night shows. Amazing as well. Uh Dave Tosonis, the big Dave Tosonis, opening up with with his weird Canadian voice. Oh my god, he has the most annoying voice in comedy. <laughs> um but he let me crash on his couch and he's a great dude. I don't it's just like we just had a group of like twenty Australian comedians who have all come in today Hanging out in Bristow Square, in front of uh, in front of the TV at building where the Gilded Balloon is, in the middle of Edinburgh, just hanging out, drinking, smoking darts, eating awful Scottish food, and talking shit. And uh, I'm so excited. I've been waiting, honestly, I've been waiting f- like a, f- a month for my friends to get here. But it's like when I got here on Friday. Since then, I've just been hanging out for all my friends to get here, and everyone's finally here. Everyone's shows, shows are starting tomorrow, but most people's shows start on Thursday. And um, I mean, right now I'm recording this at fucking 22.11 at night because I've just been putting it off, man. I've just been hanging out all day. People have been coming through. There was a, a fucking cafe opened its doors today, some cafe in Edinburgh, so they were giving out free, free everything, free coffee, free cakes. We went in there, had some free stuff. We put up posters. I jumped over a barrel. I was singing the Mario tune. I didn't realize it was the Mario tune. I thought it was the Donkey Kong tune. Who cares? Do you know what I mean? This city is magic. The fringe. This is the most magical time of the year, man. And I, for the for the only time in the year, am about to have a disposable income. I'm about to have money. M-U-N-I-E, money, dude. Oh, my God, I can't wait. There's shows starting. I'm about to do. I have over 120 shows booked in the next 25 days. Do you understand? This is Christmas, New Year's, birthday, Hanukkah, everything. And it's about to start. And I've been traveling for two months and and we just got into our flat today and we set our beds up the one of the mattresses doesn't come until tomorrow because i fucked up the ordering and i got to sit in all day and wait for ikea to deliver us a mattress and we get a grocery delivery that's so exciting food <laughs> we got food coming um oh I'm going to go try and see some shows tomorrow. I want to see. I I'm going to see. I want to try and see like three or four shows tomorrow. I don't have a gig tomorrow, so I'm just going to try and see. Uh, Alfie Brown. I want to try and see. Lisa Traeger is at the same time as Alfie Brown, so I can't see them both. I don't know. I want to go see some stuff that I've never even heard of. I want to buy some tickets. Oh. So good. Oh. Um, the last week, uh, the last bit in Berlin was, I mean, I had the best time in Berlin doing all those shows, was amazing, on, uh, I think Wednesday, it was so hot in Berlin, and, uh, me and my mates from the hostel, who, I really found a good group of people at that hostel, man, oh my god, when we went out to, I was talking on the podcast last week in that interview, um, and when I... <laughs> <laughs> we tried to get into the Kit Kat club and didn't get in and our little crew from the hostel this one girl had black nail polish so we all painted our our, our nails black and um, that was like our little gang you know and I did the gig at the Mucky Barrel on Saturday night and I, 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 I don't I mean, I know that you can get nail polish off. I know that, but I didn't know it, you know? Like, it's not in the forefront of my mind. So, I wasn't thinking about it. I was just like, I guess my nails just grow out and eventually, you know, I cut the last bit of black off and then I don't have black on my nails. That's w- w- what my thought process was. I know if there's any girls listening right now, you're just laughing and calling me an idiot. Um, Yeah, I just, I didn't think that... I guess, yeah, I just was like, I guess my nails are black now until they're not, you know, I didn't think that you can go and buy a nail polish remover from the chemist for like 40 cents, um, so I've just had it for like a week and a half now and it's flaking off but it's still there, people keep asking me, why are your nails black, I'm like, I don't know dude, I was in Berlin, alright, enough said brother, enough <laughs> said babe, you should get it. You know what Berlin's like. Ugh, why am I talking like that? Um, so I, was, I did the gig on Saturday and uh, I was outside having a smoke and some dude came up to me. <laughs> this group of guys was so drunk. One of them, I asked him for a cigarette and he was just like, man, take some more and gave me five cigarettes. <laughs> it's just like pulled a bunch out and just put them in my hand. And then his mate came up to me and went, dude. He pulled me to the side and, like, whispered to me, like, man, I've always wanted to paint my nails black and I've I've just, I've always been scared and I think after seeing you with black nail polish, I think I'm going to paint my nails black. And I just, I didn't have the heart to tell him, like, man, I was just trying to fit in, you know? I was just trying to f- fucking have some friends. <laughs> wanted to consolidate the friendships i would made in a new city because I felt lonely. I'm not trying to make some sort of statement about my sexuality here. I it felt weird, like inspiring some dude, like his thought about it. So the thing that people think about, they're like, oh, I don't know, I'm too scared to paint my nails black. Is that a st- is that a statement? Does that mean anything in the fetish community? You got black nails, so you would like to do it at night time, and then all the other people who like to do it at night time see you, and they're like, fucking at midnight, this guy's gonna be there under the big tree in the park. We're all gonna we're all gonna lick each other. I don't know. I just... It's just nail polish, right? I don't feel any different. <laughs> Do I? Or maybe I feel more me than I've ever been before. <gasps> this is how I find out that I just... I just... I just love it! A part of me did, did consider, like, maybe this is my new identity. <laughs> like, I'm just... I'm the dude who paints his nails black now. Would I wonder... Some people haven't... No, like, some people haven't said anything... And then some people just go, hey man, and I'm like, yeah, the nails, I was in Berlin. Does it mean more than that to me? I don't think it does. I think I was trying to fit in with my new friends. It just is, I guess it's a thing that people really notice. I, I really didn't think anything of it. But now that it's outside of the situation, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it was weird. I think I talked about this last week, but it was weird being in that, that gross fucking ribbon getup that I had on and... And having those, like, two groups of dudes separately come up and and be aggressive towards me, you know? Like, I think I felt for the first time what it's like to be someone of a a non-mainstream gender identification or sexual... I don't know why I'm putting that voice on because that's actually kind of what it felt like. I got, like, a little taste of, like, oh, that's what it's like when people act aggressively towards you because they think that you're gay... And maybe that's what this nail polish is as well. I'm trying on a little bit of someone else's identity. Is that okay? Am I... Is that like appropriation? Am I appropriating someone else's identity by painting my nails black right now? Because this is what people in the fetish community or the... There's a community of people who just fuck. And that's their whole thing. That's their club. They just go to places and fuck. Man, my friend who's a a woman, I guess, or identifies as a woman, or whatever, she's got a vagina, they, uh, they, them, (laughs) the person who I'm friends with has a vagina. And I hope that they would be comfortable with me disclosing that sensitive information. To be honest, people who are in that community, they don't give a fuck who knows what they got. They're like, yeah, I got a dick. These are the dimensions. This is the flavor of my penis. And this is how it works. What do you got? Then let's see if they match up. They fucking go for it. They fuck like this, like, trading cards. But my my friend was telling me, uh, I'm going to say she. I don't know what their pronouns are, but I'm just going to say she because it makes more sense to me in my head for this story. Was, um, oh, actually, yes, it does make sense for this story. She went to a night in Berlin, she told me, that was all, it was like a women's sex thing meetup. And at the start, Of the thing they all stand in a circle and they go around and they say who they are and what they want out of this thing and there were like she said there were 30 people there and and three of them were like dominant people you know who who want to fuck and everyone's because it's fuck or be fucked in that world (laughs) it's fuck or be fucked out here dude so you better come prepared um, she said uh, there were three people, one, her, her being one of them, that said they wanted to fuck, that they were dominant, and everyone else was was submissive. And so, in her words, she was like, "I was just whipping my dick out, just like, uh, 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 like you know, doing the fucking and just fucking everyone." I guess she had a strap on, is I think what she was talking about. The way that she was saying it, she was like, she assumed she was like, "I have a penis that I wear." And I'm like, you say that like I'm supposed to know what you're talking about. (laughs) I don't know if you like, if (laughs) if it's like you've got one sewed onto you, or if it's like a strap-on, or if it's some sort of suit. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about, man. I don't understand these fucking subcultures. But from the sounds of it, it was just like, you know, people all over her dick, right? and I'm not going to be coy here, that is my fantasy, of course it is, sexually, and she said that to me, and I felt like a chill come over me, and I was just like, that, I said to her, that is an experience that I'm, I'm never going to have that experience in my life, and she was just like, yep, (laughs) she was like, yeah, you're not at all, mate, because you're a guy, and And every dude wants that, so no dudes are going to get it because you're not allowed in that room with 30 women. And then to go, I would like to have sex with all of you. (laughs) Like she did. She got to do that. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. God, I was so jealous. She goes, unless, yeah, she goes, unless you get a fuckload of money, you will never get to do that. And she looked at me as if to say, sucked in. (laughs) Fair play to you, mate. Oh my God, chills, literal a shiver down my spine, just in contemplating that. Anyway, I don't know if people want to hear about this. I'm sure everything I've said you could just infer from my Tinder profile. (laughs) Looking at my Tinder profile going, I know what he wants left. Trying to write some stupid fucking joke. I'll tell you what my joke is on Tinder right now. This is what I've got. Um, I paid for Tinder Gold because I wanted to see who's liked me <laughs> since I got to Edinburgh. I'm like, oh, do like any theatre people, any theatre chicks, are they picking up what I'm putting down? This is what I've written. I've, write in if you reckon you've got a better one for me. Any girls listening, if you think you got, if this is good or bad, any feedback. Australian comedian here for Fringe and looking for someone to help me eat the food I buy before it expires. I'm half Colombian. My mum got knocked up while backpacking in her early twenties, and I'm going to meet the dude for the first time in September to find out whether I go bold. Exciting! Exclamation mark. I don't know if that's good to put there. I, I, I don't know. I feel like I want, I feel like I want to show people like a little bit of who I am and like my identity. I think the first one's a good joke. I did have Australian comedian here for Fringe. Uh, looking for inspiration these pathetic breakup poems aren't gonna write themselves but I felt like that was a little bit too sad you know it was too like oh sad boy and I'm not a sad boy i'm i'm a I'm a happy young man I feel like I'm in middle young age right now rather I'm not young anymore I'm just a man now I'm 28 I'm just a man aren't I I can't say young man anymore I mean, that's evidenced by the um, the ages of women that I match with on Tinder now. It's no more 22. It's all about that 26 now. <sighs> and the fact that every conversation I overhear in a hostel now is just like getting more and more. I'm just like, ugh, I hate you. It was so nice to meet people in that hostel that were traveling by themselves. I got not, man, in that Berlin hostel. The fucking 18 year olds in this hostel dude there was a bunch of 18 year old irish dudes and then uh no scottish dudes that's right scottish dudes irish girls all 18 and we didn't get let into the Kit Kat because i was wearing ribbons they didn't get let into Kit Kat club because they rocked up in a group of 16 16 where does 16 people get into anywhere if they were if you got rocked up to, with 16 people to fucking McDonald's, they wouldn't let you in. No, sorry, we actually fall to the table. We don't have a big enough table and you can't move them because they're stuck to the floor specifically for this purpose. They <laughs> rocked up with 16 and the bouncer just went, how many are you? And the first dude, they told me that their mate was just like 16. <laughs> and the guy was like, well, you can fuck off. When has 16 people been good news to... No way. Oh my god, what a nightmare. There probably fucking, like, 10 of them were like, you know what, that is fair. If there's 16 people, you know at least one... By odds, one of those people is just a piece of shit. There would have been... There absolutely would have been fights. Oh, you know what I heard about another club the other day? Someone said that, uh, a bouncer said to them on the way into a club, they were like, oh, how many girls and guys in your group? And they had like a decent ratio. So they went in and the bouncer, and they were like, why do you do that by the way? And the bouncer goes, well, if there's, uh, if there's not more girls in here than guys, then the guys get too drunk and they fight each other. If there's not enough, like if there's not enough girls so that every dude can be talking to a girl... That, how fucking crazy is that? On a practical level. Like, alright, we're all for equ- like gender equality, but <laughs> it's like on a real level, this bouncer knows from experience that if there's more guys than there are girls, guys are going to start trying to talk to girls that other dudes are talking to or with, and there's going to be fights. So there needs to be more girls in there to guarantee the safety of everyone present in the bar. Fuck, that sucks. Isn't it? How, how do we fix that? You know, there's not like at the end of the day, people start drinking and the lizard brain takes over, and and, and dudes are just fighting each other because they think that that's how they're going to sleep with women. <laughs> I just chopped the mic there. That's how they think that's how they're going to sleep with women. If they fight the other dude that that girl is with, then she'll be like, oh, he's so strong. We know that's dumb, but we start drinking and that's what we think, evidently. Oh, I don't know. I believe that, though. I've never been in a fight because of that, but... I've gone home. <laughs> that's it. I, that's my fight. I don't fight. I just go home and go, that bar fucking sucked. <laughs> no, the bar didn't suck. You suck! Oh, my God. I'm so excited for Edinburgh. <sighs> I'm not going to do too much, uh, too much talking at the start here. Fucking, I've already done 18 minutes, but... Um, This conversation is uh, uh, Anna Beros, She is uh, from Melbourne. She's lived overseas for years and years. Um, I was going to talk to her about coffee because she's worked in coffee a bunch. So I started asking her questions about moving to Berlin and, and working in hospitality. We talked about getting fired from different jobs. But after a while, we just started talking about the Berlin comedy scene. And the Berlin comedy scene is fantastic. It's definitely the best comedy scene outside of an English-speaking country, and there's not a lot of money there, but I think it will grow, it's like, it's got the kind of comedy scene that, I said this in the interview, I think the only thing it's missing is some higher-level comics to be an example to other people, um, we just started talking about that, man, she's been doing comedy for a year and a half, she's she's a few years older than me, so she's come into comedy kind of quite late, um, but... She's really embedded in the scene there. And the scene that they've got is great. They've got, like, there's a good bunch of people there. They all hang out. They do gigs together. They talk to each other. They're, like, friends socially. They have, like, little... They have, like, a poker night, I think, once a week where a bunch of their comics just go and they hang out get drunk and play poker. It's a really lovely scene. And, um, we just talked about that and about the European circuit that's coming up. I don't know, man. I had a really lovely time talking to her, um... I hope you guys enjoy the conversation so uh yeah here it is man oh what if you're in i guess i'll do some dates if you're in berlin if you're in berlin if you're in berlin go to the Kit Kat club and try and have sex with someone i don't know what they do there they didn't let me in um if you're in edinburgh i'm gonna be doing shows 2 p.m every day at the counting house in the attic My new show, uh, that's Lightfoot James, the new show that I'm doing. And 9 p.m. every day, Cabaret Voltaire in the Cave. I'm doing 52 Days, which is the show that I've done around Australia for the last six months. This will be the last run out of that show. So if you want to see that show, come check that out. If you saw it in Edinburgh last year, it's way better now. It's a completely different show. Come and see it. And uh, listen to 25 Days with Luca Muller Pete. Jones and Adam Knox. I'll be on that podcast a couple times through the run. That's every day during the Edinburgh Fringe. Fuck, that is a funny podcast. Way funnier than anything I've ever seen in my life. Those dudes are hilarious. Um, yeah, man. I hope you guys enjoy this chat. Me and Anna Beros, uh talking about the Berlin comedy scene, amongst other things. I've
1: had love in the sky downgrade on some levels because I had my own apartment mm-hmm. in Hoitzkerns for two years. Was is that in between Hoitzkerns and Newcombe? Yeah, it's like the that border, yeah. wanky name
0: for it, but sure. it's that
1: border um, area where the Turkish market is and the canal is. Oh,
0: that's so nice. Yeah, I love that spot. So <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And so I was very, very, very lucky having that apartment for two years, but the apartment was nowhere near as nice as this place. And I have two beautiful housemates that I live with that are super interesting, Great. chill, clean, considerate. And, yeah. Yeah. I get to speak German with them.
0: Oh, really? You speak yeah. good German?
1: Uh, I know. I wouldn't say I speak good German. But, but you can I,
0: do... I survive in... You can it. Do, you get it done?
1: Yeah. I, yeah,
0: I work it. in German. Did you uh, live in a nice place in Melbourne, though? How old are you? I am 32. How old are you? 28. 28, I thought
1: that. So... Did I live in a nice place in Melbourne? Yeah. Yeah, I lived in, um yeah like I lived all around right so I grew up in Brighton <laughs> like go <laughs> avoid telling people so bad that's so real fine yeah but like we came over from New Zealand we were in Brighton and then I moved out as early as I could uh, when I was like 19 and I was in North Fitzroy and mm-hmm. in Brunswick and then
0: Coburg and then Richmond. So how long until you were out of, like, the grotty share houses?
1: Uh, I'd say once I was, like, 20... Well, there were some good patches. There were good patches and the bad patches, right? But, yeah. But um, for the last, sort of, four years, I had... I had a place in South Yarra for three mm. three years. That's pretty solid. Um, I didn't wasn't a big fan of the community and the vibe there, but nah. it was a hu- the rent was really cheap and it was this huge ground floor apartment and I had a garden. South and Yarra. Yeah, it was it was on the, it was on Punt Road though. Okay, so dirty it was like, punt. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. So loud, but it was double glazed and it was yeah three like huge huge rooms. paid yeah. like two hundred a week. Oh, that's like, yeah, okay.
0: It's not like cheap, cheap, but it's like, yeah. But for... 200 a week, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're there, and you're next to the train, and the, and there's trams and shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's And 20-minute
0: walk into CBD. Yeah. Yeah,
1: CBD. C- CBD, C- I CBD. I know.
0: Now it's like... CBD uh, now... Know, people know what, are only talking about CBD in relation I, weed now. I uh, was talking to this girl yesterday, and she said... Uh, she was staying at the hotel, and she called it the Park Plaza... Um, Park Plaza, Wall Street, Berlin, Mitt. Mitt. Oh, <laughs> And she just from Sydney. And she kept going like, yeah, we're just going down to Mitt. And I'm like, oh my God, oh, man. Oh, it's not French. It's not French. I only moved into my first fucking nice place last year.
1: So where do you live in Melbourne?
0: I live in East Brunswick. Of course you do. Yes, I do. Mm. <laughs> with, uh, with my second best friend, Blake Freeman. Blake Freeman who was a comedian okay. um, but like all before that like that's why I was just like did you land or did you just get to the age where okay now you have a nice place because I feel yeah. like your early 20s is just like you live in pieces of shit oh man I moved so much in my early 20s
1: yeah. I moved at 1.10 times in two years in two years and I never had a car
0: yeah,
1: my parents, my parents hated me.
0: Oh, they that. just helped you move. Oh yeah. Oh, dude.
1: <laughs> every time, I'm indebted to them so much just for just every for single them. time.
0: Every single time. Oh, they hurt brutal. Me. Yeah, or my brother. Or
1: my bro- Once every, brother. Once every like three months or two months. <laughs> oh well, my god! The, yeah, I was like really the bad. bed, the wardrobe, the bed, the wardrobe that I didn't unpack. You know, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm all packed. And they're like, Anna, there's clothes in all of these pieces of furniture. <laughs> like, no, yeah, it's fine. No, it's not. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You know, super hungover. Like I was, I was, I was a pretty crazy mess in my twenties. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just a lot of. Um, bar work as yeah. well as university and then everything that comes along with
0: it. Yeah, that. great. Yeah. I, I got my mum to help me move in London. Uh, she came to visit me in London and on her last day in no. London, um, yeah. I, uh, I moved out of the place that I was living in because like, the fucking dude that I lived with was a con man and he stole a bunch of money off people Ugh. and then the place got shut down and so I moved into a warehouse mm-hmm. and it was like maybe like a half hour walk away and it was london so i couldn't afford like anything let alone stuff to move so i put all of my shit on uh like in a few bags and uh i got a skateboard and i fucking balanced yes. all the shit on a skateboard and uh and got my mom at night when we were gonna have like our last dinner i was just like just help me move first and then we'll do it
1: <laughs> and- <laughs> god this shit aren't we we're the worst i feel
0: so sorry for oh that, it's so funny and my mom still brings it up
1: yeah 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 all oh, my yeah, parents yeah, yeah. don't miss opportunities to... yeah, yeah 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 there was Finally. one day where it was like 40 degrees and it was the the clothes still packed in the in mm-hmm. the, the drawers and the in the wardrobe and yeah
0: yeah bad form yeah bad all. Form. and
1: so how long were you living in
0: london two years two, two years and... actually that the end of that move um i didn't move my mattress so i just i like moved into the room and the bed was on a little mezzanine thing and mm. then like the next day because it was in a warehouse, so it was like this forty year old hippie lady and her Italian boyfriend and some That's other exactly dude. Who was just the same. like yeah, yeah. Um, oh and, and some uh, this English guy who moved in the same time as me but didn't actually move it like he got the room the same time as i got my room but he didn't move in for like three months and then when he did move in he came with two moving vans full of like detritus oh, like nice. like speakers and old bikes and a boat engine of and just stacked of it was course. insane but the day after my mum helped me move all that shit all of my housemates were there hung over the next day and some random dude who they were like this guy loves Australians and I was like dude do you want to help me move my mattress from my old house to like here and he came in and was like yeah man sick and he came with me and did it and I never saw him again the universe <laughs> that is fantastic no no, what other person would ever take someone up on that offer no what an insane no, offer like, no I'm not moving the do you want to help I'm me carry help. a mattress 30 metres in spitting rain yeah no Oh, th- sorry, thirty minutes. Thirty, 30 minutes. minutes.
1: Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but like moving, like to move, to help someone move these days, they've got you've got to really owe them something. I yeah,
0: think. yeah, or, or be like a close circle, really close someone that circle. you see like a few times a week. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. And like they really need your help. Yeah, they really need your help, and then you're like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be in pain for you. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And particularly like, with stairs in Berlin as well. Like yeah, totally. Oh. Yeah, what kind of, like, kid are you working with here? How much furniture do you have? Mm, mm.
1: So when I, the first couple of times I moved in Berlin, I just had this Irish guy with a van yeah. who would hit on me every time and like be like, we should go and do coke together. I like, no.
0: <laughs> that's, like, such a, my girlfriend. that's such a code. <laughs> that's such a code. Right. <laughs> what you, let's go we sit s- in a room, do coke, and just, like, yeah. see what happens. Yeah, let's just see what happens, right? <laughs> I think it'd be fun to do coke. <laughs> with. <laughs> I think you would yeah. be fun to do coke with back. <laughs> That's so yeah. funny. Yeah,
1: and he had a bung, like he had a bung knee, so he had these two Turkish guys. Yeah. that did all the work, and he just like directed them. And it was a pretty good deal for me. But this, uh, the next time I moved, I my my, my contract got cancelled, and so I had to get an in-between room before I got this one. So like, I actually just moved into. I put everything in the storage unit, so it was like a like taxi boxes in Australia. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I did that. That was expensive, but, yeah, it, it worked out fine. And then we've got a, a Keller, a basement here as well. So I've got all of my, like, my fridge, my washing machine okay, and all that yeah. other stuff. And my room is just my room. Stuff. Yeah, and, sick. Yeah, so not that much, uh, much. So you worked in bars? Mm-hmm. What, was bar- what bars? Um, I worked at, doesn't exist Did anymore. Did you get fired?
0: Um, you totally yeah. got fired,
1: oh, I Like, like, like a couple of times. Yeah. I, I was, I was in, I was in hospitality for so long, like forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but so the last places I worked at, um, oh, I managed uh, Ichi Ichiku. Do you know Ichi Ni and Ichi Ni Nana, and okay. there's one in St Kilda, there's one on Brunswick Street, Ichi Ni Nana. It's also
0: Village People, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Village People, the real big one. The uh-huh. new, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That used to be... On Brunswick Street, and you would walk past, and there was like a condemned pub there. Absolutely, yeah. That was like fifty meter shop front. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, um,
1: I worked there, but I managed their other location for a couple of years. And before that, I was at ah, oh, I'm forgetting all the names. What was that? What's that really nice Portuguese restaurant in the city, or Brazilian Portuguese? No idea. Le, Le, I like memory in the city. Okay, I was working at. Um, Casa Chucho on Gertrude Street for a while, oh, and then nice. I got fired from the um, the Builder's Arms.
0: Oh, that place is really nice now.
1: Yeah, I was I was there the very first like full refurb, which yeah. was back in 2006. Wow. Yeah, oh, 2005, 2006. That's yeah. old school. Yeah, 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 I got fired from there. Was, What'd you do? Uh, I, they they just they just. They were nice about it. I okay. think they just—they were reducing the staff down to one waitress. All right. But then they were hiring
0: more people, so I was like, <laughs> <it." laughs> <laughs> they were reducing the staff yeah. to like one less Anna. Anna.
1: Yeah, one less <laughs> Anna. <laughs> Fair, fair. Um, but that was fine. Like uh, I then worked at like a cafe on a lot of the places don't exist anymore on on Ligon Street. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then which was a good one, and I learned how to make coffee there. Like good coffee
0: there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And then from there I worked at a place called Tony Star's Kitten Club, which is now like an. Pol- I've heard of that. Pole pole Pol- on uh, Little Collins Street. I heard of Tony Star's Kitten Club. Why have I heard of that? Was it was it, like, an institution. Or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, was, it was an
0: institution for like maybe 10 years like in the same mold of uh, what's that one on AC DC Lane uh, that the, uh, they turned away fucking uh, Lady Gaga <laughs> what's that place uh, not cherry
1: cherry yeah like uh, it girl. was it was totally different like not rock and roll it was like a it was a jazz nightclub and okay. a cocktail bar so we had jazz upstairs. oh the best yeah it was fun and I was the door bitch for a while and I did like cocktail waitressing and occasionally I was behind the bar but yeah, that was a pretty loose time. And we were friends with all the cookie crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: All of this, like, gas yeah, yeah, pospo yeah. scene. And, the, uh, I, I learned to make coffee, not properly, but I first made coffee at Yaya's. Oh, I wow. I worked at Yaya's. Okay, yeah. And I... Ah, <laughs>
1: ah maybe that's <laughs> why
0: you were... How long were you at Yaya's? Uh, oh, six months until I got fired for showing up drunk. I've got You got fired yeah, for showing up drunk? Yeah, I got... Well, like, I was... I fell asleep for the first 45 minutes of my shift. Okay. And then, yeah. Um... But yeah, I was because I wanted to learn to make coffee because it's a good comedy job, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and and someone was just like, oh, fine, you do this. And then every time I got to work, I was like, who wants a coffee? That's how you start. The worst coffees for yeah. people. <laughs> no, I also
1: I was also continuing my coffee at Tony Star's even though it was like not a coffee bar at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And you're like, I'm gonna be. This is how I position myself in this worst workplace. Mm-hmm. I'll be the coffee person, mm-hmm. and then they can't fire me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly yeah
1: actually I cut my teeth really well at a place called um, Chica uh, no uh, La Chita on De Grave Street it was like the nice place on De Grave Street yeah, right and uh, and huge t- like huge volume like uh, 20 kilos yeah a day so you just all the machete the whole yeah. time yeah and like you know, expectations for latte art, and I, I got better there, yeah, sure, yeah. And there was, and then there was uh, the grub food van. Did you ever go to the grub? Oh, food yeah, van? Was I was there sick. for a while. I was a manager, I got fired from there. <laughs> 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 I got fired as the manager. Oh, yes, great. Right. I was, yeah, out of my depth. And they were hobby owners, and I had not enough respect for them, and uh, and I wasn't, yeah, yeah. It was like they wanted to keep control of things, and
0: it was just, it was just hard. It was, yeah, it was like two months of. Everyone feeling like it just wasn't working. I I had this conversation with someone, like, yesterday, maybe, of how funny is it when you get fired? Like, I got, I got fired from Coles. That was my first job. I got, my first job was KFC. Yo. yo! And you get free chicken. Yeah, yeah. wow. I I, uh, I got hired on my 17th birthday. I got fired on my 18th birthday, because me and this other dude were like... It was my 18th birthday, so we just, like, fucking were throwing things around and, mm. like, jumped into a cardboard display and stuff. <laughs> and uh, the one thing that I really remember was there was... Uh, cameras in every other aisle and we were playing volleyball with toilet rolls over the aisle and they showed us the footage and it was uh just like the other dude ian hitting a thing over the aisle and then it just came back because the other aisle didn't have the (laughs) camera and they were like that was you right oh
1: man that's fantastic
0: yeah but like it's so funny when you get fired Mm -hmm. and like i remember me and him getting fired and thinking in my 18 year old arrogance like i don't know how they're going to go on without us (laughs) they need... Yeah, they're like, dude, that's so dumb of them to fire us. They need us. And then... It's man. (laughs) And going back the next week and being like, oh, this place is going to be a mess. And you're like, how is it? And they're like, Yeah, fine. Everything's totally running. Everything's just so fine. Totally running.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I quit most places, though. Like, I, I quit KFC. I was... Yeah, KFC for a year and a half and then I worked actually at first coffee was uh, I worked at the Brighton Savoy Hotel mm-hmm. I was underage and I managed the bar there for like not managed the bar but I was on the bar there. You were for, the RP. Yeah I, and we did like weddings as well as had a restaurant and I was working there underage for like did uh, that two how you? Were underage? okay so on the employee um, information sheet they had a uh, name, next of kin, uh-huh. date of birth. Yeah and as a sixteen-year-old, you know, I was like, "Well, the date of birth thing is right under my next of kin," so I wrote my mum's date of birth. And oh. I was getting paid the oh. rates of a forty-eight-year-old. Oh! So I was getting paid twenty-four dollars an hour when oh, I was sixteen. so good! This was in two thousand and two.
0: Yes. Yeah. You were balling as a sixteen-year-old, and you were getting yeah. manager shifts, so you get heaps of work. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they found
1: out on my eighteenth birthday, they were like, "Anna, we've been paying you way too much. Your your Sunday rate should actually be." twelve dollars an hour oh my god and i was like i'm leaving (laughs) (laughs) what are you gonna do man and so then i went and yeah that's the best that was pretty cool that was that was fun but yeah But in Berlin, I worked at a cafe. Uh, I've only worked at one cafe in Berlin, which was a Vietnamese roastery. Mm -hmm. And then I ran some uh, pop-up coffee events as well. With, like, Vietnamese coffee? Yeah. Coffee from Vietnam, like they know the farmers. They the Vietnamese way as well. Also, we did, like, the fin coffee, Mm. um, fin filter as well. Um, But they had a... The main reason why I worked there was they had a a three-group wooden and gold um, slayer and I never worked on a oh, Slayer. I don't know
0: what a Slayer is. A Slayer it's a coffee is... machine, but yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah,
1: it's just like it's just like the Rolls... Nah, maybe it's like the... I don't know, Rolls-Royce of or the Bentley of coffee it's machines. It's like a really funky one. $24,000 for this wow. machine. So I just... My relationship with that workplace was
0: mainly with the machine. Yeah. Um, I was the token white girl. I was the only... like. <laughs> I always <laughs> wonder how you get a job in one of those places. You know, you walk into a place and it's like some Asian lady and what looks like her son mm-hmm. and then like you know some other person it was
1: it more like... like the cool Vietnamese hip hop boys
0: okay okay
1: and like the the manager when I worked there is a model who's now in Vietnam modeling wow yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so it was kind of they're, they're kind of like a yeah, super cool you know East German Vietnamese because yeah. there were a, there was a huge amount of um, Vietnamese migration yeah cause they actually invited them over because of the Soviet Union okay and because of the communist government in in, in, in Vietnam, yeah, there was this whole like, yeah, come over to Germany and we'll tr- give you free education and board, and then you feed the economy here. Yeah, great. And so, yeah, that's why there's
0: so many Vietnamese in in, in Berlin. I used to be a tour guide in Melbourne. in Melbourne, and I remember the first time I met a Vietnamese German person. It was one of the first times I'd heard uh, an accent that didn't match the face, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she was speaking English with a German accent, mm-hmm. and it blew my mind.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think I had a bit of a Vietnamese accent to my German for a oh, while. Oh, really? Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. But I actually learned my German from a Syrian refugee. Yeah. He's like my best friend here. He, uh, uh, my, my my oldest friend, the reason why I moved here, like the person who I knew when I moved here, um, she's from Scotland. I met her in Australia. We worked at Tony Stark's Kitten Club together. Mm-hmm. Her boyfriend was the manager. Her ex-husband was the manager. Right. And uh, anyway, she moved here. And then she was doing work with this refugee organization, and she met Usam, and he really needs English. Yeah. And I was like, I really need German. Yeah. Exchange. German. Yeah. So we. Oh, just, that's so nice. We'd meet up once a week. We still meet up once yeah. a week, and we just drink beers and take notes. And because we've both, like, studied the like, I'm an English teacher, yeah, so yeah. I moved into English teaching to get out of um, hospital in Melbourne, okay. uh, and so I got my CELTA and blah blah blah. And because I studied languages, right? Yeah. So it was sure. Like, how can I use my language brain? Yeah. 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 Um, and so, yeah, learning with like teaching him English and then him teaching me German because he had to learn German through the inter- integration process. Sure, and, so he knew exactly how German worked and stuff. Yeah, and so that's how, so I think I've actually got maybe a bit more of an Arabic accent to my Ooh. German sometimes. But, uh, yeah, so that's how. Do you talk German with the kids at your kindergarten where yeah, you now? Yeah, predominantly just German. I'm supposed, I'm an English teacher okay. there. I'm supposed to teach them English, but like. There's only so much you can do when they don't understand. You. Yeah, you have totally. To right. to yeah, yeah, yeah. And so my German's improved heaps in the last four months because I'm just. Well, none of my colleagues speak English yeah. except for the other English teachers. Yeah. So if I want to be understood, I have to,
0: speak, you have to German. speak German. Yeah, and if you talk a different language to kids, they look at you like you're crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, why aren't you talking?
1: Yeah. Sometimes I just speak Italian to them, and they're like,
0: <laughs> like, let's really
1: mix this. What stuff. languages do you speak? Uh, I studied Japanese and Italian at uni. I did them through high school, and then I continued
0: and. Are you ready for my only Japanese phrase? Please. Boku wa otokonoko ga daisuki desu yo. Boku wa otokonoko. Otokonoko ga daisuki desu yo. Ot, ot, otoko
1: otok otokonoko.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. Do you know what otokonoko is?
1: Otokonoko. Otokonoko. Is it something to do with boy and child? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Boys. Yes. I like like little boys. boys. Yeah. No, Dice, you love little boys. Yeah, I love little
0: boys. (laughs) I'm all about them. Oh God, oh <laughs> we learned japanese oh, in high school terrible. for three years and we learned all the compartment phrase or like bits of that mm-hmm. phrase and i put it together mm-hmm. and i said it to my japanese teacher like i was all excited like look at the phrase that i made and she was like we do not say <laughs> don't that. say that she, she was <laughs> anxious furious miss gilbert did not die skew that's your miss gilbert of course her name was miss gilbert
1: miss gilbert the japanese teacher yeah, she was furious i love it yeah Hmm. Yeah, I tried to make some Japanese friends when I arrived here. There's quite there's quite a few like artistic Japanese people here, and like non artist but like a lot of Japanese artists are here. Yeah?
0: Yeah. But, uh... What's... so what do you... you moved to Berlin three years ago, why'd you move? Uh...
1: so, I always wanted to leave Australia. Like I, like I went for, I studied Japanese and Italians. The idea yeah. was Japan or Italy. Yeah. And I went, or like traveling around for a, a year, I traveled the world, like I said. Tra-
0: so you, did you travel in your 20s and do that whole thing? When I was 25,
1: what... I traveled for like a full year. Yeah. And did uh, Japan for like two months, and then the UK and then Europe for six months, three months of which I stayed in Istanbul, uh-huh. and then the States. And yeah, that was to decide <clears throat> what I wanted to do for my honors year. So I went back and I, I did a <laughs> an honors thesis in Italian comedy films, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I, What's I, the best I, ones? Uh, best ones? Oh, there's so many good ones. I'm a massive fan of Roberto Benigni, and right. uh, his 80s films are so good. Like, he's got a film called The Monster, yeah. The Monstro, and he's just this weird, normal guy who everyone thinks is a serial killer because he acts so weird, and it's this yeah. great, like... Uh, kind of slapstick mistaken identity mm-hmm. but then he's also got this great film called uh El Piccolo Diavolo, and he plays the devil sure but like super funny and he um he he uh what is it when you when you go into someone you possess someone you yeah, yeah, yeah. people yeah yeah but he's like funny and tricksy yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: um so is that like because people always ask this is probably a real hacky question now yeah. because people always ask me and i'm like no but uh Do you reckon there's a difference in the sense of humour between Italian people and, like, whatever?
1: I think there's, I think, I think there's, like, differences in form expectation and, like, yeah, I'm not sure Like, what do Italians
0: want out of a comedy?
1: I think it's generational, too, though, right? Like, and it depends on what's happening in society. Yeah. So, I think...
0: In In terms of content, but, like, in terms of actually what they find funny...
1: I think what they find fun... I think what everyone
0: finds funny is just what's topical and relevant. Yeah, to relevant to their lives. Yeah. Because so people, people are always asking me when I'm touring, like, oh, what's the difference? Especially, like, England. I think as English people think so highly of themselves, they're like, oh, mm. dude, this is, like, the English sense of humour. Like, can you, like, mm. make British people laugh because you're Australian? And I'm just like, dude, it's the same thing. It's the thing. same. It's the same. Yeah.
1: It's just, you, you've got to have some level of awareness of what's happening in the society. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You can't be making jokes that... You know, a show, a lack of... Yeah, a lack of awareness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think, yeah, comedy is the same. Like,
0: you think it's... Yeah, you can just... Like, surely if you can uh, make yourself be understood Mm -hmm. in the language that the jokes are written in, Mm -hmm. then you can make people laugh at those jokes. You know? Exactly.
1: And, yeah, I don't think... The thing is, there's a lot of conversations about German comedy being uh, not as good as English comedy. Yeah. And, like, I don't think that... But I don't know it well enough to really critique. Is it. a German good enough to do German comedy and be in that world? I've been to one German show, and that was <clears throat> like six months ago. Yeah, and I understood. 80%. Mm-hmm. I understood most of the premises and then the punchline, those were like, oh, yeah, that yeah, is, yeah. that's frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> <totally. laughs> i really not sure what what punch there. But um, I actually started translating my jokes into German last weekend. Oh, Right after a good friend advised me not to do German comedy. I was like, but I want to do yeah, it. Fuck and, you. Yeah. And and then I had several people this week just randomly bring up Eddie Izzard. And
0: I'm like, that, that's interesting. Yeah, of course. That's interesting. Mike. Well, I mean, of course, but that's the the touchstone, like you mean, in the middle of a conversation about how you were translating your jokes into German.
1: Yes. Or uh, one was completely like just it came up and I was like ah that's th- yes. And then another person brought him up when I was talking about doing other uh, comedy in other languages. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I def I'm going to go to Italy uh, this year in October and do sets in Italian. Yeah. That's going to be way. Are easier. you Italian? No. You look Italian. A bit. Yeah. Croatian background, but mainly English and Scottish and Irish. Okay, but uh, but yeah, I think um, with the German scene, like I think the issue is the the with stand up, you know, like all the English speaking countries have been so so dominant in the development of of the the the, the craft, yeah, and like yeah, the, yeah. The, the exposing it, you know, to the world, yeah, and so a lot of other countries have just been kind of hacky and like seeing what can be done, and then you know there's like the, the French Seinfeld, who yeah, just yeah yeah, steals all of Seinfeld's jokes and translates. Totally. And so the same thing happens in all these all the different countries.
0: I heard a crazy thing the other day. I was listening to this podcast about the history of stand-up. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Victor Borg? No. He
1: Sounds is
0: familiar, but no. a famous concert pianist who was a comedian. Uh, he was from I want to say Denmark. And he went over to the U.S. and was a huge act on Broadway. And uh, like when I played piano, my piano teacher put me onto him because he plays like classical piano, mm-hmm. but in a very funny way. Like he'll do a thing where he uh, he'll start playing a song, and it's a famous song, but he plays the melody like backwards. And then he goes oh, and he flips his sheet music upside down and then plays it cool. the right way. You know, like cool. he does silly party tricks like that. Cool. Cool. And his uh, cool. his signature bit was about. Imagine if like punctuation the way things are written if there was a sound for every punctuation that you said when you spoke So like a comma is a and a full stop is a whee or whatever, right? (laughs) And then he starts saying things or he starts reading famous things with all that stuff in there And it was his closer. It was his encore closer forever. Yeah, and uh, and then there because he's old as shit and then the, What uh, period was it? Like maybe like sixties, seventies, eighties. Like he was huge forever and he's like pre-old now. But there's a recording of him doing it in I think Danish is his language. Recording of him doing it in Danish in like 1934. And uh, it's credited on the album as uh, like him and two other guys. And it surfaced that these other two guys helped him write that bit. And he wasn't the only person who wrote it. And they sued him for all this money because he did it in English and never credited him.
1: Mm. And his whole career for oh. like years.
0: How crazy is that? Yeah, that is crazy. Man, like art is derivative, but you got to credit people. Yeah, But of course, he just left. And I mean, back then, I mean, even now you'd be like, well, you're going to get found out. But imagine going to America in like the 40s. And being like, I'm from this fucking country that no one's ever heard. You might as well be coming from Mars, yeah, you know? Yeah, absolutely. As in if a person's ever going to go to America and hear your bit. Yeah. No way. No way. Yeah. So Not he just no. probably did. He probably wasn't even malicious in doing it. Oh, no. He probably was just like, I'm just going to do didn't this I don't even know how to credit people. Yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. <laughs> so. That's very cool. Yeah. Victor Borg. Victor Borg, yeah, look him up, man. It's a great it's name. It's fun. kind of like Zsa Zsa... Zsa, Zsa... Zsa Gaboring. G- Gaboring. <laughs> That's his name, right? <laughs>
1: what, what's, the, what's the woman, the sassy woman from the 70s? Zsa Zsa Gabor. Yeah, Zsa,
0: Zsa Gabor. Yeah, oh, no, Zsa, Zsa Gaboring <laughs> was my friend's Facebook name years ago. Great name. You know one of those dudes who like, is like oh, my name's not actually Tony, it's Zsa, Zsa Gaboring. Yeah, 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 Zsa Zsa Gaboring. Before. And he was, like, such a fucking hipster about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to then say the name of an ex-boyfriend's uh, Facebook name. I'm not gonna do that. because no, He's in it, Melbourne.
0: <laughs> 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 Pretty sure he's still in Melbourne. Is comedy your your like main thing then? Do you reckon? It's yeah. It's what I want to do. That's your main thing. Yeah, it's my That's main. Sick. Thing. Yeah. And you found it. When did you find it?
1: Um. So long story is in Melbourne. I was more connected. Like I was connected to the music scene. Right? Yeah. So like my. X and all my friends were musicians, and um, I would go to live shows like two or three nights a week. And um, yeah, and that was my thing. And I wanted to, I was writing songs, not musically, like writing the lyrics and yeah. writing a lot of poetry. Yeah. And I moved to Berlin, um, uh, like I was supposed to move to Italy, mm-hmm. and then I was in Italy after I visited Berlin, and I just couldn't stop thinking about Berlin. And then I had yeah. two really vivid dreams that were really violent and I woke up from both of them being like I am yeah, moving to Berlin yes I have to Berlin. Yes. <laughs> yes man I love <laughs> that yeah and uh, and so that was in like July and then I moved in the January so I had six months to pay off all my debts sort out my divorce uh, all of this oh done. you
0: were married and divorced yeah,
1: yeah oh yeah. sick <laughs> yeah 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 I only got divorced officially this year so, wow yeah how that feel Really great.
0: Yeah. Really great. Yeah. It was
1: weird being, it was weird having a husband for almost three years that wasn't, um, that yeah, I wasn't with. But, um, the, how were you together? We were only together for two years. Oh. We got married after nine months. Great. He needed
0: a visa. Uh, and we okay. were in love, okay. and uh, we we're like,
1: yeah, this is gonna work.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he. Ended That's kind of you know what? I always this is very frivolous and dumb, but mm. I always because like when I was young, I loved all those famous writers, you know, and they have like especially Hunter S. Thompson uh-huh. got married so quick, and I always fancied like I'd love to get married and divorce before I'm thirty. Oh yeah. This is like a fun thing that I did in my life. Yeah. You know? And yeah, yeah. I mean I don't think it's gonna happen. But,
1: uh, you got two years, man. You I could got two
0: Yeah, I Yeah, I got a six-month fucking infatuation period still totally. in me. Totally, yeah. totally. You're 28. Yeah, I met him when I was 27,
1: and he was like 34 or something. Yeah, And, okay. um, and he was actually married when I met him. <laughs> 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 he was actually moving into the house that he bought with his wife the day after. Like, we were at his house-cooling party when we met.
0: And tooling?
1: like he was moving into the house that he, oh, right. he was like the next day. Oh. And we... But they were in an open relationship, and oh, shit, right. stuff okay. was rocky. And
0: yeah. uh, I came along, and yeah. Wow. And, and he she... left her to be with you? Crazy.
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah, and it was a very, very unhealthy relationship for me. And uh, but I learned a lot of things about how I can earn money, and because uh, he needed you know time for his musical pursuits, so he would only work twenty hours a week, and I was working two jobs. And wow! We needed a new car, and he needed a new pedal board. And, oh my uh, god! His visa was five and a half grand, you know, like And like, you
0: paid for all that stuff. Well, I was the main earner, yeah. Wow! And yeah. he was and he was just waiting for his music career to take off for too at much 35. At 35. yeah <laughs> yeah it's gonna work well
1: his music career had already taken off he okay. was signed at sixteen. Right. He was a ses- session musician in the states for all of his like 20s. He, yeah. he was already successful, and he was moving to Australia to make music that he wanted to make that wasn't isn't really supported in the states or, or, or Colombia. Sure. So yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, moved to Berlin, and uh, no live music scene here. Yeah, really. It's like well, there no, it's electronic production, right? Oh if you yeah. know, okay. If and you the clubs them? and stuff. Like if you, you know, I had a, a couple of friends who are DJs. Do you know the guys that do, um, uh, like Simon TK yeah, and. No. Uh, they, they do, um, they're, they're pretty big in, in Australia and in Melbourne. I forget the name of their label, sorry guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, Simon TK, and there's another guy called Ed, Ed Fisher, and then there's Andy Hart. Okay. And anyway, um, and there were, then my other friends had DJ friends. It, it, like live music, like, there's a few little bars, there's just not the
0: venues to support live yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but it's not a thing that people go out and see a live band.
1: They, they do, but it's just really small venues. The, the, the medium-sized venues are all for electronic stuff. Uh. Like you just don't get venues that are putting on sort of that medium... Like like, like The know, Corner or... Like The Corner yeah. or, um, or... Or... or uh, Howler. Howler. Well, yeah, that's a great new venue. Howler yeah. or, is sick. Um, uh, what's the classic one on Brunswick Street? Oh, like the Tote? The to- There's the Tote. The Tote's a bit smaller. No, the Tote there. Or the, 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 to- the to- Workers' Club. Workers' Club or... I work there. Uh, you work there? I work there. No, I'm thinking of bar...
0: Open. Bar oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, old yeah. bar, yeah, and all yeah, of yeah. these. Yeah, all of these fucking They're decent,
1: decent, decent enough sized rooms where you can actually get like 40 people in there, whereas yeah. here it's
0: just... For like an album launch or so mm-hmm. like your first album launch mm-hmm. or some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And so it's a, these venues are able to support these like this building scene. Yeah. Whereas here it's like really small venues or massive venues, yeah. and there's none of this in between that helps lift the scene. Right. So, um, so anyway, I started uh, seeing. I was friends with someone and uh in a way, he ended up being my boyfriend and he lived with a very good comedian here. Uh, Toby Asselman. I don't know. Oh he's been away German since he's been here. Yeah, he's German, Pakistani. German speaking. Yeah. But, Off, oh, no, no he does English comedy. He does English comedy, okay. But he now does German as well. Yeah. And so he lives uh, lived at the time also with another comedian from England. And then just by... And I'd actually already seen him at a show. So my Scottish friend, who I knew when I first moved here, she took me to We Are Not Gamuzed. Yeah.
0: I and still haven't done that show, man. I keep coming here when it's not on. Yeah, it's a, it's a good show. It's, a, well, it's, it's obviously... You know what's crazy? I met a lady at a bar the other day. Actually, that Vietnamese place in Kreuzberg, Mr. Something. Uh, it's on the street. I, I can't know. remember. Who cares? Who cares? Who um, cares? And I was, she, the way that we met was the guy came out and was like, oh, that's this much money, and I went to give him my card, and he was like, no card, Mm. and I was like, what are you talking about? Because I hadn't realised the bill was like that yet. Mm -hmm. And uh, this lady behind me just goes, you can PayPal me money if you want, and I'll fucking do it. And I was like, how is that even? That's so open. That's like, that's really, that's crazy, isn't it? That's That's like giving someone your address. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, But I don't have PayPal for my British card, so I couldn't do Mm -hmm. it. But we started talking. I told her I was a comedian. And uh, she was like, oh, I've been to, like, you know, these shows, but, like, I don't really like the Berlin comedy. And I was like, what shows did you go to? And she said, I went to uh, Gemüse, mm. and I was like, you didn't like it. She didn't like it.
1: Everyone's been to Gemüse. Like, any German that I meet has been to Gemüse. Yeah. Like, some English friend, English-speaking friend, friends been like, come to a comedy show, and it's, like, the one. But that's surprising. That's the first time I've heard someone say that they didn't like it. But... Um, but yeah, that was the first one I went to, and I saw all like the the main um, like the kind of godparents of the Berlin comedy scene. Mm-hmm. There. Who's the lady who runs that again? Carolyn. C- cl- Carolyn Clifford, and she Caroline does a Clifford. comedy cl- comedy course. Exactly. Yeah, and Paul Salamone and um, Neil Numb as yeah. well. And who uh, runs Cosmic Now? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's he is the Cosmic Man along with Damanda Singh, and yeah. then um, Toby was there. And after that night, I was so inspired, I started writing a TV show. Oh, uh, that's sick. Yeah. and Did you uh, have some more violent dreams? Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I think weed has uh, blocked some of my dreaming in Berlin. Yeah. Weed is just everywhere here. But, um, but after that, I was super inspired. And then I ended up being friends with Toby. And then the longer I was friends with him, I started going to more shows and supporting him. And then he was like do a set do a set do a set like the more you spend time around comics,
0: yeah totally
1: and uh and then i was like okay i'm gonna do spoken word because i write poetry right i don't have any jokes written and so i did a spoken word night and i did some banter in between my poetry and the feedback from people were like loved your poems but i loved your jokes in between and i was like right yeah it's more fun and then i went to another spoken word night and it was just so depressing and i was like and my boyfriend at the time is a is a musician, and he writes really upbeat stuff. Like all the musicians I've known, have always been so dark and yeah, bluey, yeah, yeah. And he always writes really upbeat stuff that's 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 still really musically interesting, but like with a positive message. And I, he was like, "If you want to put something out in the world, make it positive." Sure. And I was like. Yeah, I'm not gonna do spoken I'm gonna do comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I uh I wrote my first set and I did my first set at joke time and I loved it. I was so high after it. It was insane. Yeah. Like the <laughs> adrenaline and and I think my boyfriend at the time hated me. We had this huge fight, like it was just like the. What did you hate of, about it? Uh I think that I was just so I think it was like that whole thing of of maybe someone I don't know, when someone is like really excited about something and it's a bit too much and i don't know it was interesting yeah like he's he was very supportive of my comedy in some ways um (laughs) we had we had some massive fights about him not coming to any of my shows after a while okay i was like just once a month man just once a month yeah but yeah and then so basically after that very first show i was like all right and i and i also um toby gave me the link to john roy's tumblr on how to become a stand-up comedian Ooh. and so i read that and it goes through like i think it's like 12 weeks and it tells you all this stuff like what to do
0: in the first week the second week mm-hmm, that kind of stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. That's wild. and like how to how to like how to joke right and how you can like different processes and crowd work and organizing your jokes and uh, your your like um, how you how you really need to deal with the audience. <laughs> sure. That
0: is what comedy is. Yeah, it's yeah, you, yeah. You're yeah, like, yeah. People. making people like you. I think. Yeah, exactly. That's the way I look at it. Absolutely. If I fucking have a set and I get the laughs, but I can feel that didn't like me, still bombed. Mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I to start getting them on side. Yeah. As
1: soon as possible and making them feel like it's their show as well. Yeah, To a, yeah, point, yeah, sure. you know, to a certain extent. Did you do any performing before comedy, music, mm, or anything? Uh, no, no, I hadn't done any performance. I was, uh, I always did a lot of, like, you know, being a bar manager and whatever, and then being an English teacher, very comfortable speaking in front of groups of
0: people. Yeah, you sure. know, like,
1: presenting on sake tastings yeah, at the Japanese yeah, restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Doing those things, like, always very comfortable speaking in front of people, but never any performance.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, really wanted to, really wanted to get into singing and, and playing guitar, and I bought a bass when I arrived in Berlin as well like once I was a little bit more financially stable. And the idea was like, I did that before comedy and I thought, I'm gonna be a musician. Mm -hmm. And I still actually wanna, my idea, my next thing is to write uh, theme songs for Dona Comedy and Glory Hall. Yeah, And uh, just just as a thing, like, what's great about comedy as well is now that I'm doing all this production stuff, I'm using all of these skills that I've acquired throughout the last like all these skills that I was just like, why like what am I gonna
0: do with that? Why do I fucking know how to play the harpsichord or whatever? Exactly, the fucking
1: harpsichord, why? But I, I ran. I actually managed two restaurants in Berlin for a year and a half until they went bankrupt. That was Crap. I wasn't the reason. Good manager. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> CEO's fault, man. <laughs> it was totally CEO. I was just the. That was the SS, right? Yeah. Um. Ooh, terrible analogy. You were um, the SS.
0: <laughs> I was like, is that a thing something? No, she's talking about the secret police. Yeah.
1: Um. Uh, um and it, and when that business was really going down, um, also before it went down, it was just a bar uh, connected to uh, my ex-boyfriend who has a clothing brand called The Dudes sure. Berlin, and they make cool T-shirts and stuff. And then they opened a bar because they're all alcoholics. And so I managed that bar. And then they were like, "Oh, we need to make more money, so we're going to make it a restaurant. We're going to make it a Texas barbecue restaurant." I was vegan at the time. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I managed yeah, yeah. the Texas barbecue restaurant. There were two locations, and when it was uh and i actually ran two comedy shows before it became the restaurant uh-huh. i um got toby to come in and like organize shows and that was really cool to two comedy shows and then uh and then when the restaurant was dying i was like we need to make this events we need to make this event so i started making these parties and doing all of these graphic design and learning facebook ads and doing all this stuff and now i'm utilizing all these skills yeah to promote comedy yeah which is super cool. Which is super cool. And, like, learned video editing skills just from, you know, editing my sets and stuff so I can
0: get shows internationally. And Does, um... So, because you, you were doing stuff all through your 20s, you you're doing, like, music, being around music, being around spoken word. Does comedy feel different to those things in terms of, like, how does it feel di- How How are you, like, this is the thing, not the thing when I was 24?
1: Yeah. Um, I think... The there's a few elements. First, the the personal expression, like I am one hundred percent myself, yeah, on stage, which is like a lot of people are like need a character. I'm like, okay, my character is an ex- ex- exaggerated, like it's just a yeah, really yeah, out there version of the myself. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. 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 Yeah, a bit. You need and a crotch. you need... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've got legs, man. <laughs> I've fucking got my own legs. So, <laughs> so I feel like every time I'm on stage, it's this really pure authentic communication to a group of people and um i had a little mini crisis six months into comedy where i went through my jokes and i'm like yeah yeah because i i realized i really want there to be a clear message in everything i say and i need to be really on board with exactly what i'm saying like i you know the self-deprecation, if there's self-deprecation, it needs to be in a way that's highlighting that you know mistakes are okay or sure. you know like everything needs to that's the positive message again. yeah, they like want to breaking down discrimination, message. breaking down fear, breaking yeah, down those yeah, yeah. things and having a positive message. and um, and so just being able to speak to a group of people with that level of 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 you know uh, really clear, authentic personal expression. I haven't been sick. Touch wood. I haven't been sick since I've done comedy. Only, only when I went to Australia, I was super stressed. Yeah. But that tells me, like, if I'm not getting sick and I'm I'm out every night until yeah, one a.m. and then getting the up and working and then I'm constantly like doing stuff, but it's it's really healthy stuff for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So the so that feels very different. Then very connected to that is the is how I feel with comedians. I feel like the like comedians. These people are people that I understand, like almost all the comedians that are, you know, serious about comedy. Yeah. And that aren't assholes. Like yeah, there are assholes yeah. out there, of course, but I have so many friends, and I feel like I can be completely myself with them. And there's this like peer level of being able to fuck around and yeah. be nasty, but at the same time, like be honest and say sorry when it hurts, yeah, and then yeah. explore ideas and and go absurd. And totally. I feel like I've got this. Cu- Community of peers that I can really yeah. create new ideas with, and that's um, and the roast battles were really cool with that as well. Roast sure, back. I love roast battles. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, so. The only time I've ever felt like because that's exactly how I feel about comedy as well, mm-hmm. man. When people and that uh, when people are serious about it, that's like a big one you know yeah. you can tell when someone's serious about it yeah and when they just fu- actually there was i can't remember his name so that's good because i can't even write him out great but there was this uh there was this kid uh from australia who was doing that show last wednesday at uh at the comedy cafe berlin and uh he bombed right and he bombed so you remember the guy he bombed like crazy we were sitting outside together and i looked over at you and i was like this is a serious bomb yeah, yeah, Do you remember yeah, that yeah guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, i yeah, don't yeah. remember
1: who it was but, God, God, yeah, but yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, well, he's not from Berlin he's just here he's just visiting whatever, yeah. oh yeah there were two Aussie guys that were sitting in the green room yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and so he bombed and he came out and he'd spoken to me just before because I guess we met one time in Australia and he came out and I was just like oh dude I was, too, so I was like that was brutal <laughs> and and this is the thing right it's as a comedian I want someone to tell me if I bombed yeah. like that's a thing of respect yeah. if I bombed and someone's like oh it's good I'm like Stop it. Stop. I'm not a child, you know. Treat me with some level of respect. And I said to him, like, dude, that was fucked up. You just bombed like crazy. And he just went, oh, why don't you rub it in, man? And I was like, no, you didn't. He was like, man, it's not like the crowd were that great. And as soon as he said that, I was just like, oh, you're done. You're You're not a serious fucking, you don't care about getting better. You just wanted a little fucking, a bit of approval Mm -hmm. for people to like you. You're not interested in the work.
1: Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And also, yeah, it's like blaming the audience. What the fuck? Like, okay, there Ooh. are some cold rooms. There are absolutely mm-hmm. cold. There are sometimes when you, you know, like I was talking to some British comedian um, whose friend uh, he, like, he's a Bennett Aaron, and uh, he great guy, and we were talking about that and how just sometimes there are rooms that like even the best comedian, you know, he's like, I was at the show and everyone bombed, like everyone, yeah, yeah, like we yeah, just yeah. we just couldn't get them, yeah. and. They can, and, there's, and there's so many elements. Like that's also why I love comedy. There's so many elements to analyze. You know, like yeah, there's, totally. there's how unified the audience feels. There's how the audience is feeling about the host.
0: Yeah. There's what the
1: host is doing in terms of introducing acts. There's the temperature of
0: the room. Yeah, Are they yeah, hungry? Yeah. Are all they all tired? The stuff, you totally. know, so many But the things. whole thing is if you blame the audience, then how can you get better? Absolutely. Because the only thing you can do is go, what did I do? How can I do it better next time? Exactly. That's why it's so fucking crazy to blame Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so really, dumb.
1: It's so dumb. It's like... It's your opportunity, like every time you get on stage,
0: it's your opportunity to yeah. make that work. Like And a room when it's not working, I love watching that show, because especially if I know there's someone really good on the lineup, I'm like, what are they going to yeah, do yeah, to try yeah. and figure it out? Yeah. And I remember watching this, I was going to say something before, but I'll say this first. Um, I remember watching this show just before I moved to London, so I was like two years into comedy, and it was one of my last shows, it was a public bar, and I don't know if you know Nick Cody? He's one of the biggest comics in Australia right now. He's huge. He's amazing. And he was even, he was probably like seven or eight years in back then, in like 2014. And he was headlining the show. And the show was like, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Asher Trelevin is this crazy comedian in Melbourne. I haven't seen him in years, but that show, he used to do weird shit. Like he would dress up like a, like a really German looking, like Nazi looking kind of guy and, and come <laughs> with like a tray of like food outside the town hall during comedy festival and give out food to people as a way of making them talk to him about his show, right? Smart. So that show, he dressed up as a giant shrimp as an MC, and he went on stage and was just like oh I'm a shrimp Whoa! and he was murdering destroying but none of the other comics knew how to deal with it yeah. and it was like Demi Lardner was on the show uh, Adam McCormick's last name but some good comics yeah. I, was the, yeah, I was like the newbie spot mm-hmm. and no one knew how to deal with it like no one knew how to bring the energy back from like this guy going I'm a shrimp to <laughs> <laughs> so then go like so, so my family's kind of weird yeah right? and uh the whole show I was like Nick Cody's going to be here soon and he's going to figure this out and I and I was expecting he would you know have to do like some artful 5 minutes of like push and pull with the crowd yeah. before I could finally get him there yeah and he went on, and he just goes, "Wow, there's a guy who had a very different time in high school to me." <laughs> and then he just started doing his jokes. That was all he did, uh-huh. and it worked. And it worked. Everyone laughed. That's a guy who had a very different time in high school to me. And I talked about. I said that to him later. I was like, "How did you do that? Tell me what yeah. spell you cast on them yeah. to make it work." And he goes, "Man, I just. They liked him." But I'm different to him, so I need to set myself up in opposition to what he's doing, but in a way that doesn't put him down because I still like him, and I, I need to show them who I am, and then I can do my jokes that are about that person who I just showed them. Yeah. Bang. Done. Bang. One sentence. Yeah. That's the kind of shit that I fucking wait for in a yeah. room that's fucked, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
0: fantastic. Yeah. <sighs> but the, the the community of comedians is uh, the only match I've ever found for that. Is when I was like nineteen, taking drugs in nightclubs. Mm-hmm. You know, the community of people. That you, That was the first time. That I was like the hospital like, scene for me. Yeah, the hospital yeah. scene for me was
1: also a community, and also like the live music scene. But I always felt on the outer because I wasn't really producing. Sure. Anything. So with the bar scene, yes, but I also like in the bar scene I fitted in, but there were, you know, like not quite the same. You know, like it's uh, it's
0: more of a superficial thing because at the end of the day we're just drinking and taking drugs together. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly,
1: and. You know, I was like, the, you know, the the geek. I was like the the political geeky one. You know, yeah. like I I didn't really fit fit in their idea of you know everyone else was just like living hard and with no end. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey to all you Melbourne Bath scene guys of the late 2000s. Hey guys. How are you all doing back there? Are you having, fun? Uh, <laughs> having fun? Are they still your doing the jobs? Are those guys still doing it? Do you reckon? Um, you keep in touch with any of them? I keep in
1: touch with uh, not really. Uh, some of them, like, oh, I've got a good friend who now works at a vineyard, yeah. and she's like a, a, a manager at a really beautiful um, vineyard in the Yarra Valley, and yeah. um, another aspiring actor who's still working hospital and yeah, doing yeah, yeah. tidbits and acting, and... I don't know if some, I guess some of the people probably got pregnant or yeah some of them went to jail or some of yeah, them died and all that yeah, kind of stuff yeah or went yeah. back to Scotland and <laughs>
0: went back to Scotland
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or they're like oh, or they're like reps reps now like that's the yeah, next thing yeah day, yeah, 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 yeah yeah they went into alcohol, alcohol straight rep- edge
0: hospital yeah, exactly to fund their their alcohol stuff exactly yeah yeah yeah, well, yeah.
1: You know, just to make it sound well, but, better for their parents you know? yeah, yeah 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 yeah, totally yeah. I'm not like just a bar rat yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so yeah No, the comedy scene is the first where I really feel like it's just so cool to be able to go to all of these spaces where I have my own... Like, I'm here on my... Like, I have my own place in this community, Yeah. Like, I'm doing my own thing and people like me for who I am. Yeah. You know, I'm not like... It's not like, oh, you don't quite fit in because... It's it's like, no, everyone doesn't fit in, so we're all... Yeah, yeah, yeah. together. Like, we're all... You know, we all watch each other fail. Yeah. Regularly. Yeah. And it's this camaraderie of, like... That was a bomb, yeah. yeah. And you can spread <laughs> that yeah You
0: know.
1: Shouldn't have tried that bit out, Oh no. Like yeah. uh, and just and acknowledging each other's failures, but you know, also supporting each other in that and then you know, yeah, and, and congratulating each other and Yeah. The Berlin scene
0: is really Oh, it's so special. sick, man. Yeah. It's so great. It yeah. reminds me so much of like the Melbourne scene is all my you know, they're my fucking guys. Yeah. And I come over here and this is the only city that I've found where it's like that like Melbourne is. London is crazy, man. It's such a lonely place to it's do comedy. It's lonely. Like, a, I, like it's I've met some lovely
1: lonely. people there, oh, for yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, and I've only done, I've only done, what, like, three or four? Four mics, maybe? Yeah. Four mics in London?
0: The mics in London are brutal, though, because those people have been circling the drain for 10 years. There are those. Mics. those. Yeah. They are, are those. And, the, and uh, I mean, there's those Did in Melbourne as Did you do Melbourne Comedy well, Car or? Crash? Uh, probably. Have blinds, then where you have to pay five Oh, years. yeah, I didn't pay. I refused to pay. <laughs> I was lining up for it, and then someone told me I had to pay, and I was like, fuck you, I'm going to a party piece. Okay. Yeah. They
1: told me next time
0: you don't have to pay. Well, you I moved to London when I was two bro. years in, and I, okay. at every step of my career, have had this idea that I was further along than what I was. So I already, at that point, was like, there's no way I'm paying to get on stage. They should be paying me, which they shouldn't have. I would have gone there and bombed, but...
1: Yeah. I want to make some comment about white male privilege, but you're not oh, white. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm white inside. I'm yeah, white in are, here. I, I was raised by yeah.
0: white people, so you, that rubbed you off from, on me. You come from Adelaide. You're yeah, white. Yeah, 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 you're yeah. super white. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, London. Yeah, the, some of the comics you meet, the you know the mics are so hard to like. People can't so easily do two or three night mics in a night. No way. Yeah. Like, and that was—I was actually going to move to London. Uh, middle of last year, I had another when my contract got cancelled, and I also yeah. sort of broke up with that boyfriend that I had. Yeah, yeah. Everything, and I had a crisis with comedy. Mm-hmm. Everything just like, boo, 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 boo. I was like, I'm moving to London. And uh, and I'm really glad I did not I started doing comedy again. I was like, no, 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 the scene here is incredible. Yeah, the community so I good, have, man. I'm supported. I get I get spots all the time. I can I can practice five nights a week without really
0: working that hard to do that yeah and also no one's watching so you're allowed to fail well what do you mean no one's like watching? as in no people that like there's no there's really no chance in Berlin that you can do a show and then someone will go hey we want to give you all of these other paid gigs mm. and a tour and shit mm. and that's good I reckon that's yeah. great like the only people in Berlin who are making it work are like tyrone or um what's that romanian dude that i met the other night dragosh yeah and there's like a few other who like run their own tours yeah but the industry isn't here so you're doing it it's like you're doing it behind their backs and you're developing and then when you're actually really good you can this is this is like there's a little incubator high school yeah it is this is comedy high school Yeah, yeah, yeah or more it's more like
1: uh i don't know high school's a little bit too diminutive but like yeah it's like Comedy College. Yeah. Let's, let's <laughs> yeah, that. sure, yeah. yeah. Let's it's put that nice, little it's bigger a bit nicer. up. there. Because high school's a little bit too immature. Like, there's some really good comics here, and yeah. there's so much, like, you see the people that are working hard, and it's really cool, like, yeah. the improvement. And yeah, so there are all these touring routes that are getting developed, which is great.
0: I'm like, um, man, I'm thinking to come over to Berlin for three months next year I know, that's and, a good idea. Uh, and be based here and do tours around. The Dragos model, man. Exactly. I've been talking to him. The guy's fucking keyed in. He's He's a uh, genius. Yeah, I spend a bit of... I see Dragos most days at the moment. And we're
1: we're actually... um, We're moving... He uh, started the roast battle, the English roast battle here last year. And uh, I was on, like... I I love them so much. and Mm -hmm. uh, And... Yeah, and so um, he's been looking for a venue, and so we're going to start the next um, roast battle at & Comedy on Saturdays
0: every. Oh, on oh, Saturdays! Yeah, Yo, yeah,
1: that's sick. And we're going to try out the first one. We're trying out in a different format. It used to be wrote, like, the classic format is um, roast battle. So, ten com- well more than ten comics. It would be like twelve comics. Yeah. One on one battles. Yeah. Um, with uh, like three minute sets at the start, so that the audience gets a feel for the comics. Oh, okay, yeah. Because otherwise, oh yeah, in you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who that's, are you? That's who true. are you? You're just some guy. Like, like you need to give them a bit of information so that they're invested in seeing you burn. Sure. Um, but we're gonna do a different. I want to try out a different style in Dragos too. Um, kind of like the celebrity roasts, but without it being the roast battle of. We've decided to call it, you might have seen. Um, it's the Roast Battles Spit Roast special. Okay. <laughs> Spit Roast in the sense That's that funny. <laughs> everyone... Uh, so basically the same as the celebrity roasts, but there's not that celebrity. So everyone roasts everyone. Sure. So one person gets
0: up so and roasts So it's like a circle. Oh, a circle okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a circle jerk.
1: It's a circle jerk, exactly. <laughs> well, we're going to call it circle jerk, and then we're like... It's more like a circle roast, but yeah, circle doesn't yeah, have yeah. enough of a... a Punch to it. Circular spit rose. Circular spit rose, but spit has the the idea of it being circular, so I was like, let's just. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't doesn't communicate it that clearly, but we can explain it in the details. It doesn't matter. But we need to see how it works because it's not going to have that same. yeah, and basically there'll be three... Like, the, the audience will vote the, the best three, and, yeah. then they'll, and then we'll build it up to a tournament, and then we're trying to find another venue where we can actually have, like, the like roast the final. battle final yeah, and make that, like, yeah. a classy thing, because dinner Comedy is rough, like, you know...
0: Yeah, yeah it's rough outside or whatever, show. but that's great.
1: But what's great about the, the dinner Comedy stage is that it has that whole little sitting area, so all oh, the comics so can so actually can the sit there, around, yeah. and you can see their reactions, and they can rebut if they... You know they'll they'll say something, I guess, in response.
0: But, um, yeah. You know what I reckon? I'm just going to tell you this now because I want someone to do it. What? Um, What I think the Berlin comedy scene needs—that all it's missing—is it doesn't have there's there's no top level comics out here because Mm -hmm. they have no reason to be here. Mm -hmm. Because comics like uh, I think Fern Brady's here next week. Right, uh-huh. but she's doing her own show she's doing one night mm-hmm. if there was a club that mm-hmm. could bring Fern Brady from the UK out and pay her enough money to do Thursday through Saturday and have local comics support her mm-hmm. and do that every week this scene would fucking be would blow up I reckon I
1: think that's what Cosmic Comedy Tries
0: to do doesn't they pay thirty euros? Oh man, they are not paying enough. Yeah. <laughs> they pay thirty euros. Absolutely, no good comics are coming out. No, I, like, and I'm I'm fucking no one, and even I'm like thirty fucking no, no, euros. Man. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, well, fifty. Yeah, I don't even know if that's
1: if bad to say. Headline, but, but. <laughs> look, but it, but it is what everyone thinks. It's a great show. Yeah. I, so what I'm what I'm doing because I. I want, yeah, okay, so Glory Hole Comedy. Have I told you what Glory Hole Comedy is about? No. Okay, so I've started a and I, we're doing the third one on the 6th of August, and it's called, yeah. So it's Glory Hole Comedy. The idea is that it's showcasing the best of Berlin's English stand-up comedians. Yeah. So I want to make oh, a yeah, place did tell me about where, here, yeah. um, like, the Berlin... English-speaking comics actually yeah. have something to aim for. Totally. and So I started off as donations. This is going to be the first paid one. Um, and it was full the last time. Sick. Um, so let's just see how the ticketing goes. But uh, the idea is, yeah, I want to be able to pay Berlin. Because Cosmic gets international acts. Yeah. Okay, their rates are an issue, right? Yeah. But they get international acts. And a lot of the Berlin scene is left looking for other things. Sure. and having to put on their solo shows. And that's fine. That's good. But... Why aren't the Berlin comics
0: yeah prioritised or given a place where they can... I understand as well, like, Cosmic is... It's it's built as a showcase, but if we're honest, it's a way for Dar and Neil to make money. And that's why Dar hosts it and does a lot of time and whatever. And that's fine. Like, yeah. it's his way that he makes money, you know? Yeah. And there's no other way for him to do that in yeah. the Berlin comedy scene. So he's found his little niche. Yeah. But uh, there's also... Yeah, the Berlin comics aren't doing that, and it just... If, like like me doing that show with Nick Cody, mm-hmm. you would never be able to do that show in Berlin. There's no Nick Cody here doing shows every week or there's no someone at that level doing shows every week that everyone can go, how did they figure that out? So as much yeah. as everyone in Berlin is doing great, it's still an element of like the blind leading the blind. Yes. You know, because as soon as everyone gets to a certain point, they got to leave. They, they, uh, yeah. And, and so there's no there's no top-level comics who have done, like, five years in the clubs, playing in front of 200 to to fucking you know I think the main I think the main concern with, like for example getting
1: getting international comics over having them do four nights yeah. having berlin comics support the issue is selling tickets
0: yeah totally cuz
1: at the end of the day like okay we do have this scene here but berlin is this place where everyone expects to pay very little yeah right the idea the, um the ex- economical expectations or the you know, what people expect to pay for anything. You know, you can get a beer from a speakeasy for a euro 50 and you can sit outside and drink it in summer. Yeah. So bars bars suffer in yeah, summer here. Right. They're way quieter. Bars go crazy here in winter, right? Really? Winter is the, is the time for the gastronomy industry to really pop. Okay. Whereas summer, no. And so in terms of comedy, comedy is way better here in winter, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, what I keep hearing. Yeah. That's why but, I want to come in winter next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah but at the same time, um, but at the same yeah, and so it's it's there's this idea of how much people will pay and there's this real reluctance in Berlin to make people pay any like like make people pay anything really. Like like Cosmic Comedy charges eight euro, but they give you dinner. Yeah, it's, they give you, you a pizza. You can have like four pizza, slices of pizza And a shot and, a shot, yeah. and you know, you can get like half price drinks if you come early. Like yeah. there's all of these incentives. So that eight euro is dinner and entertainment and yeah, your, yeah. your it's an evening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's a whole evening and so also like these international acts like you're talking about names i've never heard of i'm not that uh, that's true i don't keep that abreast of international abreast of international comics yeah. but <laughs> but um but like me maybe more than the average consumer here totally
0: they don't know either and
1: they don't know either so to get an international act that's like there's a, there's a part of it which you know you kind of need an English
0: speaking base like yeah, a better, yeah. speaking base and yeah I don't... it's no it's a weird like chicken or egg situation what comes first the education in the public of people knowing these acts mm-hmm. or bringing the acts over and, educating, and just educating them you know but then there's the whole money thing being yeah. able to do this
1: like bringing an act over and actually paying them decently enough totally. to do that you've already got to have. At minimum level of ticket sales. Yes. Guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And totally. There's really Berlin, like no one's rich in Berlin, right? Yeah. Like, okay, there are some rich people, but they're not the ones doing comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so there's no one with the backing to be like, all right, I'm gonna put up. I'm gonna I'm gonna start a business like you would if you were in the UK or, or, or Melbourne, you know, start a comedy club business and be like, all right, treat it like a gastronomy business. I have a hundred grand. Behind me, yeah, to be able to make this work and make it run for the first two years, yeah, you know, like that's what you have to do yeah, with yeah, any totally. kind of business, yeah, yeah, yeah. you need and to
0: just. just- here, there's just not. There's no one with that level of backing. And if you go to some German person and say, "Hey, I want to start a comedy club. Do you want to give me some money?" And they'll be like, "Why isn't it in German?" Yeah, yeah, of course. Fuck. Do
1: you know much about Quatsch Comedy Club? No, what's that? That's the biggest comedy club in Berlin uh, for German comedy. They sometimes have like one or two English performers do an English set, um, but uh, yeah, it's like a it's a, like a. It's like a cash cow. It's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets some level of I don't know what they do on online or on TV, but um, I think that
0: feeds a lot of like what happens on the Comedy Channel and stuff yeah, like okay. that. Yeah, um, okay. Because there's still Netflix has that has some like some of the content has to be from Germany, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's Sorry. German stuff on on German Netflix. Mm-hmm, do mm-hmm. people have German specials on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's German specials on Netflix yeah. Berlin people? Berlin people, no. No. There's just
1: been the, um, uh, maybe Dragos told you about it, there's a, it was like a short comedy channel, had little um, six-minute sets by uh, German comics, like okay. this scene, yeah. and um, it just didn't get that many hits, like maybe three and a half thousand views or something, mm-hmm. and so um yeah so there's no specials by any of the of the guys here it's yeah, just like okay. the big big german ones yeah sure big, big the guys tacky, that just came
0: out of nowhere you are like i don't know
1: <laughs> yeah i'm saying that for, like i tried to watch one and i was just like what and yeah, it was a woman yeah, yeah. and i
0: like wanted to support her but Tyler. i was like this is uncomfortable really um that's it. I'm watching a subtitled. Uh, yeah, know, yeah, thing. sure, maybe it's not the same. Or it's probably exciting for German people to see someone talking about the shit that they know. You mm-hmm, know.
1: Mhm,
0: mhm. That's definitely. That's that's important. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I want to do. I want to. I'm gonna do my first German set this year. Well, yeah. I want to say this summer. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. summer. Sick. On the record, I'm doing my first German service. So then,
0: I, <laughs> I was going to make this podcast about comedy, but about coffee, but yeah. fucking who cares about coffee? We had
1: a coffee. We had a, <laughs> <laughs> we had a
0: coffee. No, I think doing about the Berlin comedy scene is sick, man. People want to hear about that. Mm-hmm. This is a cool scene. Every time I tell someone that Berlin has the best scene outside of an English-speaking country, they're like, that seems crazy to them. But it's true. It's yeah. so true.
1: No, it's absolutely the situation. Yeah. So- and it's also because it's like this whole... The, the thing is, this whole economy situation where people don't want to pay it's also the reason why it's such a big scene here because a lot of people can afford to live here and like focus on comedy and earn very
0: little but like have this creative life and then all these people will come to the free shows Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. there's I don't know if it's just the weeks that I've come here but I came here in December 2017 and now and this time last year and all three times Rammed shows, mics, yeah. doing like two shows a night for fucking two yeah. weeks. It's silly, it's and great. people are so excited to be there. Yeah. So what? So what do you reckon then? Is the future of the Berlin comedy scene where's it going?
1: So I think where we're going, there's people talking to Vice. There's people talking to Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and the idea is exposing the scene to the world somehow, getting some traction. Yeah. Um, through you know YouTube or Vice or whatever, um, and then I think this whole uh, European circuit, touring circuit, yeah, needs to start, and that I think is going to really start unpacking and, and developing. It's carbon It's Two years, I think that's really going to pick up. Yeah, and that means that there's going to be greater exposure for all of us comics. Yeah, so higher exposure. Then I also think there's um, there needs in terms of venues. I, for a while, I thought there needed to be like some more comedy clubs. I think that's happening, but um, where, where like international acts can come and and locals can support. Um, but I think there also needs to be more uh, like. YouTube
0: content sounds dumb, but like videos. There yeah. needs to be more... stuff that people can see online, and then they go, "That came from Berlin." Exactly, because yeah. we're all speaking English, so
1: this has massive reach, yeah. and it can go yeah through the world much faster than any any German clip can. Yeah, and so I think it, it, it needs, there needs to be this tandem approach, you know, multi uh, like armed approach of a European circuit. More um, clubs and shows, bringing international acts as well as supporting the local comics. Yeah. And then um, content creation for, yeah.
0: You just you just presented like a Soviet style five year plan. <laughs> <laughs> we call it the great great comedy prosperity plan. <laughs> uh. <sighs>
1: yeah, yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, I've been talking a lot to Dragosh about these yeah. things as well because we're both. Yeah, I like I'm not ADHD, but like I've got a lot of energy. Fucking yeah, um, As soon as you find a thing that you love, you're excited to fucking make it good. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, and I'm happy to spend all my time working towards that goal. So, you know, we're talking a lot and trying to, yeah, just like support everyone. And we've got a few groups where we're trying to also improve our reach for just our marketing within Berlin. So like trying to bring together all the comics because we're still relatively disorganized. Like it's it's only been like five years at the German comedy, like the Berlin English comedy yeah, stage, yeah. really
0: mm, happy. Yeah, like Amuse is like five years old, right? Yeah. yeah, most
1: of the shows are about five or yeah, and all the long, longest shows, Yeah, yeah. and so like starting to work together and supporting the show, so like dumb shit, like Facebook el- algorithm stuff, you know, like making sure that we all like each other's stuff yeah, on yeah, the groups. Totally. Like, is that oh, why people
0: I do think... that spot post on all the events? You know when you, have to, when you apply for a spot on oh, an, yeah. an event, everyone has to write spot to get a spot? Uh, that's just so that we can put a line up together. Okay. Mm. I thought that was some Facebook algorithm shit. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. That'd be amazing if that helped no, one, Because no, no. no one else does that anyway. It's only in Berlin that I've encountered that. It's so much easier to organise. It's so confusing to, like... Well, I, I mean, I just message people anyway. I feel like I don't do it. And then sometimes I'll message someone and they'll be like, can you write spot on the mm-hmm. page? And I'm like, are you trying to... No, you know? it's, it's really just
1: because all the information's there and that
0: way we can just look at the
1: discussion page. Oh, it's sick. Keep, keep, um, keep a record of who's been signing up and yeah. make sure that it's not too skewed. Yeah, and yeah, okay. it's just a, a nice... It, it feels like the easiest, like, email. Blah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: We've got the Facebook event. Use the Facebook event to organize the event. Like, sure. Yeah. And sure. then just Facebook. Method. Yeah, if you don't have Facebook in Berlin, you basically can't do stand comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've had a few people come to dinner comedy and be like, can I have a spot? It's an open mic. I'm like, you've got to read the event page. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, can't yeah, just yeah, show yeah. up. Sorry, there's like two mics where you can do that. This is not one. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But... I don't care. I don't I don't mind using fa- like fa- Facebook no, no, is just a marketing fine. tool and yeah. if we have to use that to organize events, I'm, it doesn't bother me totally. It's 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 a machine. We can yeah. Yeah, I've just started using Facebook ads again. because um, it gives me peace of mind. Yeah. But I do sure. uh, Of course, like we all hate Facebook, yeah, but yeah, 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 but you got use This it. is this is industry, you
0: know. Oh, I'm an artist so don't <laughs> like <Facebook>. Oh, <laughs> no, you have to do it, man. The best people is someone like Drago's who's fucking He's keyed into the marketing side
1: of things. Exactly. Ex- yeah, great. And then, like, there's a few other people, like near. Sofa. Did you mean Yeah, near? yeah. I'm yeah, I Yeah, and yeah. Chris Dory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, mm. mm-hmm. I don't know that much about Facebook, really, but enough to be able to fill yeah, shows, yeah. I guess.
0: Um, I might wrap this up, man. Yes. Thanks for fucking doing this with me. This has been heaps of fun. Yeah, likewise. Nice. I had a lot of fun. All right. <laughs> Woo!